This is episode 12 of The Chick in Charge with CEO of All-in-One Security, Mary Parker. Today's guest is Mario Avery. In 2010, Avery became the first African-American mayor of the city of Fairburn, Georgia. Fairburn is part of the metro Atlanta area, and beating an incumbent was no mean feat. Avery is the current compliance manager of Fulton County, where he helps minorities and women win the bids. For you small business owners, listen up and take some notes on contracts and compliance. Welcome to the Chicken Charge. All-in-One Security CEO Mary Parker celebrates the success of women in the world of business and in life. Mary's own humble beginnings in rural Mississippi led her to become one of the only African-American females running a multi-million dollar security firm. She is definitely the chick in charge. Here now is Mary Parker. Hello, hello, hello. This is Mary Parker, CEO at All-in-One Security and the host of the Chick in Charge podcast. And today we are going to talk about certifications, minority certification, women-owned business certifications, as well as state and federal certifications. And we're very, very excited. And I know that women are talking about this is the day of woman, and we're excited about it. But today we have a male in charge. We have former Fairburn, City of Fairburn's Mayor Mario Avery. And Mario is going to talk with us today about the certifications, why some cities have it, why we should all be certified. And I have with me today none other than Sarah Smith, the co-host of the Chicken Charge podcast. And Sarah is CEO at Solutions Road. Good morning, Mary. How are you? I am wonderful, Sarah. So good to see you. And you, I'm so glad that we are talking about this because it's so important and it's something I think that some people people might be scared of because they might be intimidated by the process. That is absolutely true. And we're, at, we're going to have um, Mara, and I still call you Mara, Mayor Mario Avery is going to talk about talk about the certifications from his perspective, and we're going to dive in today. This is going to be an information-packed session. Yep. Mayor Avery, well, before we get to you, Sarah, if you will just chime in and say hello to our listening audience for a moment. I am so excited to be here with Mary Parker, CEO of All-in-One Security and host of The Chick in Charge. We are um, in the process of recording our first season of podcasts, and we're moving forward, and it's uh, such a learning experience, and One of the things I'm learning about is actually how well-informed Mary is and how how uh, talented she is in in solving problems. The more I see her, the more I understand how her creative mind works. So it's an absolute pleasure, Mary. Thank you. Well, thank you, Sarah. And I wish all of you could see the check that I just gave her for that. Oh my God! No. 
<laughs> and now There's we're no going to dive right in with with Mayor Avery. Mayor Avery, I've known you for quite some time now. I saw you go through the eight years as mayor of the city of Fairburn, but just as importantly, you've also been involved with Fulton County government for a very long time, and specifically the Office of Contract Compliance. So if you will just, uh, first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we're gonna go right into the, the um, topic of today. Well, um, again, um, I'm Mario Avery, uh, the former mayor of Fairburn and uh, Atlanta native, uh, a product of Atlanta Public Schools, a proud graduate of Marsh Brown College and a graduate of Grand Canyon University uh, for MBA in the Business Administration. And so uh, I've been proudly to serve two mayors of Atlanta, working in the Office of Contract Appliance and later I matriculated to become the uh, manager in the Office of Contract Appliance at the Fulton County Government Contract Appliance. That's very good. Now, tell us what what does that office do actually? Uh, actually, the Office of Contract Compliance has uh, so many multiple facets to it. One of the uh, imperative actions that we do, uh, it is our goal uh, under the uh, non-discrimination and procurement policy at Fulton County uh, to ensure that during the solicitation process as well as the evaluation process and even post-award that uh, no discrimination against minority and female-owned businesses is, is, is applicable or, or in place. And our goal ultimately is to ensure that uh, minority and female-owned firms are given a fair opportunity to bid, whether it be uh, unfair bonding uh, capacities or whether it be uh, uh, scopes of work that is uh, beyond un unreasonable. And those assessments are done between Office of Contract Compliance Administrator and the, uh, uh, the Director of Purchasing Contract Compliance. And uh, once a user department uh, su submits a scope of work for evaluation purposes, uh, it is the job of contract compliance and the contract administrator, Rolanda Stanbier, to ensure that those uh, solicitations are, first of all, fair and, uh, and uh, equal as it relates to uh, firms being able to operate and bid as a prime contract. And ultimately, uh, the goal is also to ensure that subcontractors uh, get an opportunity to bid. <clears throat> oh, that's wonderful news. So, if I were a new business owner, what would you say to me in terms of becoming certified? And number two, what is the actual value of those certifications as it relates to not just Fulton County, but as you see it among other cities and counties around us? Well, if a company is, if a, you're a brand new business, one of the first things that um, we conduct a vendor orientation every month uh, uh, in the office purchasing department. And one of, uh, one of the things I constantly remind our vendors of, you're a brand new business. Uh, some of the things that we take for granted, and I, I'm gonna speak from two perspectives. I'm gonna speak, first of all, uh, the business that is preparing to actually do business, whether you're dealing with government, whether you're doing it in the private sector. Uh, one of the first things that I always tell business owners uh, the, the, regardless of the scope of work, regardless of the size, have you have someone that can help you uh, with estimating what does it cost for you to number one to conduct operational costs? What does it take you to run your business? And then number two, uh, whether it be whether that's whether that's payroll, whether it's taxes, make what does it take for the business to to operate? Number two, have you someone on hand that can help you understand whether it's another uh, mentor? business that you know that's been doing well, someone that can help you understand the, uh, the profit margin you must operate with just for your business to stay afloat. Uh, number two, the other uh, thing is actually another third prong. The second prong, though, 
I always run my businesses. There's two there's two things that we seem to uh, as a small business we we overlook. Uh, I always tell someone go go get you someone that is a legitimate state certified CPA. Get you someone. I know your cousin was the first to go to college and <laughs> got a degree from Georgia Tech, but he forgot to tell you got a degree of PE and not business. And so, uh, I, you know, go get you a certified accountant uh, that can give you so that you don't end up making $100,000 and you end up owing Uncle Sam 50, 50% of it because you it wasn't properly assembled from a tax structure. And so payroll taxes, the whole self-employment tax, and so there's just so many other, other areas. The other thing I always tell someone, please get you a lawyer. Get you a state-certified lawyer. No, not, Yes, I, you know, I've got friends that's been to law school, but they, for whatever reason, they never took the bar exam. Get you someone that is bound by state law to review your contract and to make sure that when you bid, and especially if you're going to sub-work to someone else, to ensure that the review of the subcontract, I mean, excuse me, the contract is such that that lawyer can tell you here's the here's the good, the bad, and the ugly if you don't operate in this particular manner, and here are the legal ramifications if you choose not to operate in in, uh, in excuse the terminology you don't um, operate in spirit and the truth. I'm just going to say it just like that. Right. But one of the other major things I want to make sure to uh, for a lot of firms that um, that bid at Fulton County. Uh, especially the federally funded contracts. That that's another whole ball game. Where now uh, Davis Bacon wage rates. There's all type of audits uh, under the DOL that will that can come in and actually audit your contract. So if you're going to bid, those two people I just mentioned, the, the, from the lawyer to the accountant, are are the two that's going to keep you number one from being sued. And then what happens? We're we're all in business. My, my wife has a business, so I'm, I'm a little familiar with business as well. And one of the things we know, unfortunately, the culture ring, everybody's trying to sue you. So you need to have someone that can make sure that they protect your assets. Thank you so very much for that information. Sarah, did you have a question before I dive into this? Oh, my God, I, I, I have so many questions. Um, when, you ha when you see a person coming in and um, a woman coming in to bid, do you, do you think that as many women that could do the work are, are coming into bid, in your opinion? Mm, no, and the reason why, uh, and the, the, the cycle is starting to change a little bit, but in some of the non-traditional uh, roles uh, or uh, capacities, and just say in particular, women in construction. I believe there's an organization that actually has. Like Mary? There yeah, is. Women. There is yeah. a woman and in construction. Security. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, You're and really hitting on it. Yeah. And then roads. Yeah. So we're familiar with those non-traditional um, industries, so yeah. to speak. But she's yeah. a standout because she's, you know, she's in it. But right. but continue, please. Well, and, and, and what I was referring to was that in some of the non-traditional uh, roles in business I'm referring to, in, co in contract in particular, uh, unfortunately, there's still, there's still men that have a bias. Instead of looking for the best qualified and the best available, uh, they, you know, they have their preference as it relates to I want to deal with men and so uh, if you right. uh, if you own a business uh, as me and my wife uh, do you understand at the end of the day it's about the bottom line number one is about deliverables right I could care less if you're a woman I could care less if you're Hispanic I could care less if you you know whatever you're from yeah if you can deliver and you're the best qualified and the best available then you should be given an opportunity and uh, you know it's 
unfortunately, the nature we, of the world we live in, uh, women are still under attack by a lot of non-traditional jobs. I right. look at, uh, uh, and it's not just in business; it's also in it's also in just normal employment. I I was looking at a uh, show the other day where some government has three female firefighters. And uh, I was very proud to see it. Uh, as yeah. mayor, one of the things I was very proud of, we had several female firefighters in our department. Right. And one of the things that uh, I can truly say that uh, I uh, take, took total pride in, uh, I went beyond the call of duty to hire uh, several females in key positions in my cabinet because the, it was, I needed the diversity. Right. Uh, I needed the diversity among, uh, among race. I needed diversity among gender because I'm a firm believer at the end of the day, uh, you need to be able to speak from different perspectives. Yes. Very, very good answer. Uh, let's talk just a little bit about the certification process. Okay. I remember years ago when I first became certified, I thought I would only have to do it one time. And But after getting certified with City of Atlanta, as an example, what I learned is there is no reciprocity. And what that means is, City of Atlanta would accept Fulton County certification. State of Georgia will accept Fulton County certification as it relates to reciprocity. Do you know um, if there's anything in the making whereby cities, counties, and states will be able to use the certification as, for example, if I'm certified with the City of Atlanta as a female, African-American female-owned business, why won't the state of Georgia or another county accept that document? Instead, we have to go through the process with every individual agency. Can you address that for us, please? Well, the, the honest answer about that, and, the, and it's a not political correct answer, <laughs> is that uh, having been a mayor of a city, most government agencies uh, want to be able to stand and say that if, if, if a certification process is being followed or not being followed, they want to be able to say we were totally responsible for it and we're not responsible for what that other agency did not did not do. And so uh, uh, that's unfortunate, but it's just the reality. But on the flip side, this uh, Fulton County uh, has a WeBank uh, certification where we accept WeBank uh, Women Business Enterprise Program, and then we also accept Martyrs DBE. So we have a, a, a internal, I guess you say, reciprocity, unfortunately, uh, the city of Atlanta doesn't accept that, and vice versa. But again, that a lot has to do with uh, the government agencies, and, uh, and it's not always necessarily at the political level. I mean, in this case, sometimes it's even at the procurement. I mean, uh, the executive branch level, which I can truly, personally say, I don't have a problem with because if uh, if I'm going to stand behind a firm that got certified. Uh, and especially if a person turned around and got an award and we only found out that it was a, a what, what is known as a front, then the first question comes up says, where did that certification come from? Right. And if, it, if it came outside of Fulton County, uh, that's not, that's not going to look good to another, for another agency because now I've got to hang a sister agency out to dry because you didn't do your job. And it's just, that's just that's the non-politically correct truth of the issue. You, you said something a moment ago about being a front. Now, I've been in this industry, and all-in-one security is 17 years old now. I have really, really experienced a lot of things, but here's one example I'm going to share with you. I bid it on a project at the airport when we were still doing the uh, fifth runway, when we were building the fifth runway. I approached one of the prime contractors. 
we actually were approved as one of the subcontractors. Apparently, they weren't accustomed to that subcontractors that used before self-performing. You said the word, you said, um, it, but really what they're saying is passing the work through. Correct. Now, what I want the audience to know here today, it doesn't matter. You said it, Mayor Avery. It doesn't matter if you are a woman. doesn't matter what color you are. At the end of the day, and when you're bidding on that contract, what you are bidding on is work and performing it. No one is buying ethnicity, nor are they buying gender. So we want to be at the top of our game, whether we are hired as a minority female certified supplier, or if we are the supplier who's providing the best service at the best value, and it doesn't matter where we're performing. I want to also address the certification process. Again, for those of you who are listening, I absolutely do encourage to become certified as a minority or female or whatever category the certifications may be offered. But once you began collecting all of your data, all of the documentation, such as your tax returns and your ID and job performance history, all of those are questions you will need for every certification. If, you have, if you're just doing it the first time, begin a file. Set up an electronic folder, scan those documents in. So if you are certifying with a city, with a county, or a state, or even federal government, I assure you, you will need every one of those documents. And you wanna take care of them, Start changing out your tax forms because they're going to ask you for three years tax reform, tax, um, tax return. So be prepared. Then I would also advise, and please, Mayor, if there's something you want to add, chime in here. I would also add that you would, I would encourage you to set, establish a, a list of items you will need for the certifications. Because again, as I stated, they're going to want you. You're going to need copies of your business license. You will need copies of your authenticity of your certification with the state with your business. You will need your bank signature card. It's just so many documents wow. that you're going to use to lot. need <laughs> for the certification. And then I want to uh, just touch on one other thing you talked about, and I mentioned as well. And that is how to use those certifications to make, the, to make them work for you. A lot of times we as women wait until a prime contractor or someone else who need to fill a particular percentage within a contract, we wait for them to come find us. We are not <coughs> marketing the certifications as we should. Once you become certified, have someone do a press release for you. Let the world know right. that you are certified and you are now ready to do business. Ring your bell. Yes. And you can also use those certification as a strategic, as a strategic, uh, as a strategy for growing your business as well. Yep. If you are a certified woman minority business, begin looking for opportunities where some of the primes could not bid those jobs if it wasn't for you. So create value. Continue to look for value add with your certifications and not just because. 
you are a business owner who happens to be a woman or just happen to be minority. Yeah. Mayor Avery, I saw your hand there. Yeah, let me let me give let me give uh, a piece of advice that I think um, uh, going back to the certification, and then I'm gonna I want to talk about uh, pre bid conferences. Uh, as it relates to the certification, one of uh, one of the key issues that often come up is where, and you mentioned it, getting your tax information together. Uh, make sure that in, in, in most um, organizations, city agencies, or federal state, they require the minority or female-owned business, or whether it's DBE, to actually be 51%. Make sure your tax documentation documents reflect, the schedules reflect that you own 51%. Again, and if it happened in the middle of the year, meaning that before you could actually file again, then have some type of documentation there where it's really clear when you certify that as of this date, this person acquired 51%. I got the, I've got the stock approved that they bought it. I've got the bank staff, I've got all the documentation approved that they own 51%. And so that, that becomes a problem a lot of times as it relates, especially for companies to come together if they decide mutual people where one partner is not minority, another one is minority, but the minority partner owns 51%, but the taxes show that we, we own 50-50 which means uh, the, on the city of Atlanta and Interesting. County. That is such an interesting point. And, and so it's very, that's very important because at that point it becomes a problem that we have to, for auditing purposes, we have to be able to verify what was your, what procedure did you go through to verify that the person owns 51%. But let me give, let me give a piece of advice uh, to, uh, to female owners, and uh, it's, it's, it's actually for everyone, but in particular female owners. Let me, let me give you a, uh, a statement. If you don't remember anything else you hear in this show today, I want you to remember this statement. You don't go to a pre-bid to get a contract. You go to a pre-bid to get a contact. And let me explain. Absolutely. Let me explain. Mm -hmm. Let me explain what that means. Uh, you in your organization, you should have everyone, every, someone every other day, if not daily, looking uh, at the procurement board of Fulton County, City of Atlanta, the Cab County, Forsyth, Georgia, every municipality, the state of Georgia. You should have somebody looking at their bid board. What are they looking for? They're looking for any scope of work that your company, if there's a building being built in your HVAC, you know, you know there's got to be central air somewhere in that building. You know somebody's got to pour some cement. So you need to be going to these different pre-bids, but what are you doing at the pre-bids? And here's where small businesses, uh, I, I just went to a function where they indicated that 97% of the uh, commerce is, not, is small business. I believe I was in the city of East Point that was being talked about. Amazing. And so... Um, and here's what I want to make sure you don't lose sight of, uh, listeners. When you go to the pre-bid, every time you go to pre-bid, regardless of the agency, there's going to be a sign-in sheet. Okay? You need a copy of that sign-in sheet. Uh, number one, you need to get a copy of the sign-in sheet. Number two, your business card. In your business card, uh, one, of the, one of the things that would turn a vendor off, <laughs> you don't have time to show that you're a jack of all trades. I got 50 trades. I can I actually cook, I actually clean, I actually install pipe. And so at some point, a vendor that's looking for a serious vendor or a serious contractor right. in terms of deliverables, I'm looking for somebody that spends all the time focusing on a particular trade. So when you go, you need to have your elevator elevator speech, and you shake every person in that hand. I mean, excuse me, everybody in that room, you shake their hand in that pre-bid. Hey, I'm John, I'm John uh, Adams. I actually uh, install concrete work. I'd like to talk to you about a subcontract opportunity. You don't have time to give them your full resume. They've got 50 other people in the room trying to get to them. Yep. Here's the here's the third uh, point of contact. You take that uh, signing sheet. You call every single person at list. Hey, John, I spoke to you at the pre-bid. Yep. I'd like to talk to you again about a subcontract opportunity. The worst thing they can say is no. Right. 
That is such an excellent, excellent point. And I used to attend lots of pre-bid conferences. Fortunately, we've got people on our team who's actually following uh, all of the agencies that you mentioned. Because, and, and, and I want to offer this piece of advice as well to our listeners. Um, you don't get on a team when the RFP comes out. True. You want to already begin working those various companies that you may want to bid with. Because it's more than just providing people with a number for the service that you're going to provide. You need to have an established relationship with those people, and you don't do that the day that you sign the contract. So one way, as, as Mayor Avery indicated, that we can do that is begin establishing those relationships, certainly by going to the pre-bid conferences and know what what part of that uh, contract you're interested in. So as you're talking to people, you can even hone in a little bit more by asking them if they're going to bid. Do they already have their minorities or females uh, lined up to bid with them on that, on that contract? If not, let them know, I'm very, very interested. I would love to bid with you on that project. But we also want to inform you, we don't want you to get overwhelmed. Know what your capacity is. He also mentioned earlier, you must be able to understand what it is costing you to do business. Yes. Because if you're getting on teams and you can't afford to be there, then it's gonna cost you a lot more than perhaps the value of that yes. contract. Great answers, great, great advice. Now, when you were much younger, Mayor Avery, did you see any of this coming? What uh, was your first job? Where, where did you go to work when you first started? Well, believe it or not, my first job, again, I'm from Atlanta. Uh, Maynard Jackson had a program, it was called the CETA program, and uh, I was actually working with uh, youth. Uh, I believe it was in 1978, I was actually in the eighth grade, on my way to the eighth grade, uh, <laughs> to Thayer High School at that time, or later to West Fulton High. And I, I was blessed to get selected by the CETA program that Maynard, Mayor, Mayor Maynard Jackson actually produced. Oh, that was a great program. I was in Grand Rapids, Michigan then, oh. and probably more like me in the really early 70s for me. That was a great program. And you know, we don't have programs like that anymore. That was a great one. And now if you, having served as mayor for eight years, been with the county the number of years you've been there, what would you say to your younger self today if you had that opportunity? That's one question. The second part of that is what is it, maybe one thing that you wish someone had told you when you were much younger? Well, what I do wish someone had told me when I was uh, younger, uh, there's so many. <laughs> uh, I wish someone had told me in the workplace when I was younger, every time you get an opportunity to work somewhere, learn as many jobs Right. On your level. Right. And if, if you're given the opportunity to learn any occupations or capacities above your level, take time to learn it. And it may not fall within the scope or the skill or the industry that you're ultimately trying to acquire. But what you'll, what you'll find out is that the various jobs that you occupy will enhance your, what I call your work knowledge, but most of all, it, it, it'll increase also from a professionalism perspective. And I'll give you an example, uh, and I really didn't learn this until I got stationed in Korea, 
my first military assignment uh, uh, when I was an enlisted individual, I got stationed in Korea because the people in your unit are moved every month. Somebody's leaving. It's a 12-month assignment. So it wasn't a question whether you was going to work. There's eight capacities. You were going to work at least five. Right. And sometimes you had to work three or four at the same time. And so that's when I learned the value. I was 21 then, and I was forced to learn four or five different jobs and actually operate them efficiently. And that's when I learned that uh, it is imperative that you be a – it's not just important enough to be a go-getter. It's, you've got to be someone that's going to actually uh, acquire the information and do something with it. That was great. That was great. And, you know, this is a great time to chime in and say that is definitely a characteristic of the chick in charge. He was the chick in charge and, in Korea. And, and that, great, Sarah. That's he was. exactly right. He was. Yeah, so that's wonderful. And that was wonderful, wonderful advice. And it also increases our marketability. Yep. And, Sarah, I can see you over there. I can I tell know, you're very I know. eager to get in here. I am because what, what you're talking about with um, learning the different jobs, it's, it's almost like there's a, a circle of operations around you. And not everyone is interested in learning about what the person sitting next to them is doing. Correct. Um, and you can't make people do that. Um, as a woman, and, and I don't know what Mary has to say about this, but when, uh, when I moved down here uh, from uh, Philly, I started working at CNN in a paper capacity, moving paper around. And every lunch break, I would walk around and I would try to meet people. I ended up meeting some people in uh, a special projects division of CNN, and they were like, do you know how to edit? And I was like, oh, yeah. And I didn't know how to edit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I know how to edit. Okay, well, you start next week, and when can you come in? At, you know, at 7 at night, right after my day shift was over. So I would start at 7. And um, the day before I started, I went over to... Uh, a good friend of mine at WSB, and I said, please teach me how to edit tonight because I have to know how to do this tomorrow. And wow. and he did. He did. And I wrote it all, you know, I wrote it all down, the process, and I went into uh, the edit bay, stuck it with a piece of paper with the instructions on my in my pocket and proceeded to have an anxiety attack and said, oh, excuse me, I have to go to the ladies' room. Oh, my gosh, Sarah, that is wow. so funny. Wait I did. my story that yeah. goes along that line. Well, I went to the ladies' room, and I just, you know, sat down, and I'm like, oh, my God, calm down, calm down, look at your cheat sheet. And um, I went back, and every time I was kind of fumbling, I would tell a joke. And the executive producer would laugh, and he would help me because he, he thought I was a little rusty. But he liked me. Um, wow. And it was really, really a lesson in, you know, you can do it if you want to learn. You can do it if you want to learn. And, you know, a lot of, people, a lot of women don't want to push because they get pushed back on. And that's something that um, you just have to deal with. You just have to deal with it. You have to be brave. You absolutely do, and I, I, I have to share this story. Please. Because I believe this is the greatest story of my career. <laughs> um, when we started All-in-One Security, like many people, we believe we can do all these things well, right? 
Right. Well, I did have a little advantage because back at General Motors, I was the person who actually mm. installed their very first CCTV and access control See, system. this is so fascinating to me. Well, Amazing. I wanted to do that yeah. because I understood how it worked as the end user, but not as the installer. Mm. One day between Christmas and New Year's, someone called our office from the City of Atlanta Public Schools wanting to know if we could do access control and CCTV. Of course we could do that. <laughs> okay, well, how are we going to get this job done? Several weeks prior Sorry. to that invitation, I received a letter in the mail. It was from Richards Electronics right here in Tucker, Georgia, I believe. It's right around here. I thought, because it was an 800 number, that it was somewhere far away. So this, this I, I make the commitment, yes, we can, and immediately I think about this letter, and I'm going, okay, I knew it was going to come in handy one day. Right. I called Richards to find out they were here, and I told him what I'd gotten us into. I said, okay, they're going to need X number of card readers and X number of cameras and blah, blah. So if you are selling this equipment, I want to know who's buying it. Because that's the person Brilliant. I need on my team. Right. Well, right. James Thomas was the first person to work with us in uh, hey, James. Hey, James, <laughs> you're out, out there. Give James. us a call. One Please. of those days, James couldn't go to the meeting. Uh, Nextel, mm. Nextel had just come wow. out with the open mic telephones. There you go. We're in this um, status meeting. And they're talking, and when they're talking, I opened my mic so James could hear. Love. Once they asked a question that I couldn't quite get, Sarah, I did the same thing you did. Excuse me for a moment. I have to go to the restroom. <laughs> but here's what <laughs> we use we the can restroom always so use wisely. That. We can always use that. But here's the great thing about it: mm. we weren't afraid to try. It. Right. I was right. very eager to learn because right. I knew that once we started doing that. It was just another way to differentiate myself from a lot of the other companies who were providing security guards. So that, you know, wow. being certified yeah. also offer us opportunities to check industries that we otherwise may not do. So I applaud myself for yes. that because yes. that was yes. brave. Then James and creative. Came, yeah, James came back on the phone and he's telling me everything to do and now I'm talking yep. with everyone in the room, and they thought I was just that smart. But I was a winner, and I was excited yes, about that. Yes. And yes, we did get the job, and we did a fantastic job from that. And that's when All-in-One uh -huh. began its uh, uh, wow. service renderings of security systems. Can I tell a secret about CNN to everybody who's listening? Yeah. One of the, <laughs> one of the funny things when... Um, in the 90s, uh, I, do you remember Bobby Batista being on the air with her blonde hair um, and people running around the newsroom back and forth, back and forth, back and forth? Yeah. Well, the restrooms were on the other side of the newsroom, so that encouraged a lot of traffic. So CNN always looked like everyone was so busy and industrious, exactly. and really all we were doing was going to the bathroom. The yeah, we were just going to wow. the restroom. <laughs> <laughs> running across, we were running behind Bobby, and yeah. 
That was that was. I'm great. sure there were people doing work too. <laughs> yeah, it was a few. Uh-huh. Can I can I can I give you brought up? I want to make sure a point I don't lose about certification. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, one of the other advantages of getting certified, uh, whether it be Fulton County, City of Atlanta, DeKalb County, Forsyth, you can name City of Savannah. One of the things that happened, especially in the in the uh, uh, MSA, the Metropolitan uh, Statistical Area, uh, which normally consists of between six uh, twenty counties, what happens is if there's a, a company or a bid. A co- uh, solicitation is going out, and this agent, I'm going to use Fulton County, for example. Fulton County has a bid that's going out, and we don't have uh, minority or female businesses certified right. in a particular area. Right. And so the, the next obvious thing is to call the city of Atlanta, call these other municipalities, state of Georgia, and say, would you send me some of your vendors that are certified in this area? Gotcha. And we will send them out to our uh, bidders list so that they can... Bid. Yep. And that's a that's a goal. Now, you, you talked about the important area of being certified. And it's important because uh, you may not get uh, a, a solicitation notice over here where you get certified. But what happens? The other solicitation, Marta has called us. Right. We called them, and so it's it's a it's a very it, it, it's again it's all about the wide net. Is your name being circulated? In can a I net? can I confess? Sure. I am not certified. You will be after today. Um, and and <laughs> I have uh, Mayor Avery's uh, email address and his phone number. Yes. <laughs> I need she a mentor. Make sure I find out when she becomes certified, okay? I'll know because I'm gonna I will do help it. get you ready. I'm going to do it. So I've always yeah. been uh, I've always been scared because other women have told me how arduous the process is. How long it takes so long and it's arduous. It won't take you long, Sarah, because no, you're already you're so very organized and you know. But I, I to that point, I, I think that's a bad thing you. that women, you know, that people that it has that reputation that you know if you try to do this, there are so many benefits, but you're really going to suffer in the process. No, I, I let let me remove that from Thank you and, for, and everybody for listening, the, yes, right? For the listening audience as well. It's one of those things that's not going to happen if you don't do it. It is important that you are certified. If you want to be considered, if you want to be on the list, if you want, if you've just got to be there, if you're not certified, if people are looking for you, let me tell you, had we not been certified with the city of Atlanta in 2001, when the fifth runway was being built, we would not have been invited to be on that job. Correct. If we had not been in the process of becoming certified, oh, I love, I just absolutely love Mr. Russell. H.J. Russell was mm. my man. Mr. Russell said to me when they were building the first Bruno store down here on Cascade Road, I wanted the job. And he said, his first question was, Mary, are you certified? I said, no, Mr. Russell, what is that? He shared with me what that was. We became certified. He says, get your paperwork done. When you send it into the city, don't wait until you're certified. The moment they stamp your paperwork as received and pending, I became eligible to bid on that project. There you go. That's such a good tip. So we don't have to wait if there's a if there's a project that you're looking at now, if there's a company that you want to work with and you're not certified, first of all, start the process. But secondly, hand deliver. Hand deliver your paperwork. Don't go through the normal procedures if you need that certification now because once you are pending, once you're in the system, 
you can still bid on the project as a minority or as a female. Here's a question that comes up a lot. Right. And that is, if I'm, a, if I'm female, if I'm minority, and if it's three areas to become certified, can we, and I want you to answer this, if I'm certified as a minority, as an African American, and as a female, for contracts that require a percentage of that business to be done with one of those certified suppliers, can I count that certification one time, or can I count it as a minority, as a female, and as, answer that for me. Well, because uh, currently Fulton County does not have goals, we're in the midst of a disparity study where hopefully this time next year we will have a goal-based yeah. program. Uh, as relates to the city of Atlanta, uh, with their, we have a goal-based program. Uh, because they have changed, uh, the, the city of Atlanta has a, what is known as a sunset provision, where I, I believe it's every three to five years, they, they completely renew their program, and simultaneously they change their goals, they change their process. So I wish I could tell you that you could use them simultaneously, but because of the change of their uh, program and some of their policies, Every three to five years, when they're when they're addressing the sunset provision, I would be totally uh, unfair to you to say yes, that's that you can do that. When I'm not sure of that because right now, fortunately, I don't work for the city of Atlanta, but I know that they changed their program policies. But I will say, uh, as one of the strongest MFB programs in the state, the city of Atlanta, and I can say that from working there for eight years. Uh, they're still, in my opinion, the model program as it relates to minority female-owned business. I have That's to agree great. with you. It is a phenomenal program. Thanks to all of our previous mayors, and thanks Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms, because we know that you're going to really, really do a great job here, because this is the year of woman. And to that, I just, I think I should probably share a little bit more about the purpose of the podcast. Yes. And the number one reason is because of what we're doing here today. That is to empower you women through information, exposing you to more resources, right. and to encourage you that you are the chick in charge. And Mary, I want to throw a little piece in here too, which is that if you have questions about what you've heard, please go to thechickencharge.com and send us a message with your email and we will refer you to some resources. Thank you so much for that, for that, Sarah. And you know what, Sarah? Yes, ma'am. Court, I so apologize. It was the smile that reminded me. I didn't tell the listening audience that you are here with There's us today. Port Wilson. Port Wilson is here with us today. And of course, anytime we're on, Port is here. Woo. Thank you so much, Port. And we're giving you a big shout out today. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> He's fantastic. I'm good, Mary. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I gotta start my certification process. Well, this is wonderful. It, the dialogue has been fantastic. I know we normally have some, you know, scripted questions, but today we we're, were good. just. We wanted to get the information out there, and also for our listening audience. It's Mary Parker again here. And I just want you to know that you can reach me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Instagram. So we're on all the social media platforms. You got it. And we have training programs, whatever it is that you need. 
please use the Chick in Charge website. Contact us. We are here to empower you in whatever area of your life you believe you can use our help. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us today. Stay tuned. More to come. Subscribe to The Chicken Charge at thechickincharge.com. Get a free download of Mary Parker's Tips for Success, tips that'll make short work of some of today's most challenging issues facing female business owners. Thanks for listening to The Chicken Charge.